Welcome to Make a Yacht News Radio, the first and longest running podcast series dedicated to the large yacht industry. Hosted by Diane Byrne, the editor of MegaYachtNews.com, we feature conversations with engaging and inspiring people in yachting, from shipyard CEOs to designers, from yacht managers to young entrepreneurs, and yes, even owners. You'll learn how they got into yachting, how they're building better businesses, and especially how they're helping people like you Get more enjoyment out of the yachting lifestyle. Welcome, everyone. If you are a longtime listener, you may remember a few years ago that we welcomed Andrew Grant Super of Barkley Rand to the podcast to talk about what was then a new concept in yachting, tapping what it calls experiential engineers to create off-grid superyacht experiences for owners and guests through immersive technology and artificial intelligence. While a lot has changed since that conversation back in 2000, Barkley Rand is even more aptly called an experiential adventure company, and it is creating experiences in well-traveled destinations as well as far-off ones. We'll get into the details on how Andrew and his team are delivering what yacht owners and guests really want, even when they themselves don't initially realize the possibilities. So, Andrew, welcome back. It's good to be back, Diane. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, this is going to be great. I think people are going to come away with a a lot of really eye-opening information. So for the benefit of the people who didn't catch our original conversation, can you explain what being a super yacht experiential adventure company actually means? For sure. Well, as the name suggests, we deal with super yacht owners um, and charterers um, and the representatives in between those and our company uh, whom we work with. And essentially, we work with the patrons, as we call them, the guests, the owners, with creating the most magical, spectacular, unusual, theatrical activations, as we call them, but basically very special moments where a particular journey or adventure has been leading to, um, where they get to experience something that's quite out the ordinary, but that mixes in with their passions and pleasures and desires as part of the trip. So not to replace their journey on the yacht, but we're dealing with a lot of seasoned veterans who are used to going on their yachts all the time and uh, don't get as excited as we do when we have an opportunity to go on a super yacht. So for them, they're looking for the plus, the super yacht plus experience. Um, And that's what we bring to the table for them in terms of that. So with with this being a Super Yacht Plus experience, I, I almost hate to say it, but I'm wondering if part of the issue is when they go to the Caribbean, when they go to the Bay of Naples, when they go to any destination, as much as they love it and they've gone many, many years in a row because they love it, is it kind of a so what experience almost that they're looking around going, you know, I've already done the beaches. I've already done the restaurants. They're great, but eh, uh, you know, what else is there to do? Yeah. We use a phrase called the board billionaire. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, and it all depends on what kind of 
lifestyle and standard that we live, but even we take for granted maybe driving in the fast car, uh, maybe staying in the next five-star hotel, maybe going on, you know, first class flying on a plane or going in a private jet. If it's something you've done multiple times, it's nowhere near as exciting as the first or second time that you try it. And likewise with the yacht, for them, obviously what's exciting for them is the people that they may be hanging around with, their guests that they've selected, uh, whether they're charging or, or, or they're a private, uh, an owner taking a private journey. Um but the destinations statistically predominantly tend to be the same places, i.e. the Caribbean or the Mediterranean. And yes, we do talk about, you know, the far-flung reaches of the world, Antarctica, the Arctic Circle and uh, Patagonia and Galapagos and Marshall Islands, Papua New Guinea are wonderful. But it's a very small percentage of the whole super yacht community. Don't kid yourself, explorer yachts or not. The majority statistically, look on your marine traffic, look on your boat pro, it's all there. And that's where they hang. And they hang for weeks at a time. If it's like St. Bart's in the Caribbean in November, December, January, and likewise the same in July and August with the Bay of Naples. So what they're looking for and what we provide for is to give them something over and above that experience of just being there in the most incredible, luxurious surroundings of their own designed yacht or explorer yacht. And that's where we really come into our own. And we work very closely with them in trying to say, what what are you passionate about? What is it that you love? What is it that you desire? What is it that you want that would fit so perfectly on this journey and where you're going to be, um, you know, uh, located and where you're going to hang around? And what can we do about that? You know, is it possible? Is it doable? Do you want to spend the money? Do we have the time to do it? Can it be created? And then we get into the realms of how we actually create these incredible, unusual um, experiences uh, that we call activations, which we know that, you know, ordinarily most of uh, most of the companies in super yachting um, just simply don't do. So when you're having these conversations with them and saying, well, what do you like to do? What, you know, what really tickles your fancy? Are they thinking beyond the realm of the immediate in that conversation? Meaning, are they thinking that you're actually asking them for more than just what do you like to do when you're on your holidays? Are they thinking about the, you know, the things that they like in the, the rest of their lives, like that they are history buffs or that they their daughters are um, a, a big into fashion or the, the grandkids are big into sea life. Is that something that comes to mind readily or do you just have to sit and really talk to them in depth to find out what is, you know, that extra that you can provide for them? Yeah. Listen, it's a consultative period in the beginning. And whether either talking directly to the yacht owners or their representatives that they place a lot of trust in, and deservedly so. Um, and what we're trying to understand is, you know, what is the reason that you're even thinking of trying to do something over and above just the journey that you're on and what you're intending to do? And of course, it, it, it could be because it's a daughter's 21st. It could be because it's the anniversary of, of uh, you know, the, their uh, marriage and it's 20 years, whatever it might be. Um, or as you say, it could be a, a, a longing passion to uh, discover something about astronomy, something about the deep ocean, something, uh, whether it's a love for fashion or whether it's a love for war, 
uh, and they know that they're going to a particular area. We um, One thing you'll learn in the creative industry is, is that it's very important, like when advertising entities talk with brands and clients, you, you give enough um, fuel uh, and food for thought. Uh, and what we do is we research very deeply very deeply we go into um indescribable lengths to try and understand as much as one can as an outsider the psyche of the owner or of the charter guest um talking either with the representatives or what we research that we can find publicly what we can find privately it's a very important part of our process because really we've got to hit the ground running we have very limited time and attention from these very important representatives or the owners themselves. And we've got to hit them between the eyes straight away. And we come up with ideas that we don't necessarily expect to last the distance, but it gets them fired up. It gets them thinking, um, you know, they don't work for us. They don't know what can or can't be done. And it's also very dangerous to let a, a client dream his own dream because the next thing you know, he's going to say, well, I want a spaceship that takes off tomorrow morning and goes to Mars, please, you know? And not even Elon can guarantee that, although I'm sure soon he will um and that's so we've got to temper the the possibilities the timing the capability against their dreams and passions and if we can make it happen and come true then you see for them it's an extremely moving experience that they're probably not going to forget for the rest of their life it is quite special so we know that we're you know it's like the final night of broadway after a 20-year run you are going to give it everything you've got and more and they will want the best and we will deliver the best and certainly that's the approach that we take in terms of that i like that analogy as of being the final night on Broadway, because that really does paint a very vivid picture of what all of you do and really what the experience from the owners and the guests is like when when you're in the theater on the very last night of an incredibly successful show. It's just electric. That atmosphere is yeah. so exciting, so electric and so special. And it's something that everybody walks away from with memories that last a lifetime. So that sounds very much like what you're trying to do for people. Yeah, very much so. I mean, what we do is our, our, we, we um, survey the what we call the terrain. We don't necessarily mean just the physical terrain, but what we're dealing with is, you know, where are they going on the journey? We, we don't tend to suggest, we can do, and we have had those conversations, but they tend to know where they want to go. Very specific. They will have spoken with their captains and with their representatives, and they know where they want to go. So everyone's view is very important. But at the end of the day, let's make no mistake here, the benefactor, the only benefactor, is the owner and his or her guests, or the charter and their guests. Uh, but the captain, of course, is is critical. He's a he's a gatekeeper. He's a decision maker for them. He's an advisor, and um, and of course, you know the important people in the crew themselves, such as the persons, anyone involved in the guest experiences. Everyone's got a point of view about it. But what we do very much is try not to please you know, 40 people around, we try and please and get it right for that single person that's the key decision maker. And we look at uh, everything from the geology and geography of a place we're going to. The Caribbean is is mapped out very differently, let's say, from the Greek islands, which is very different from the Maldives, uh, which is very different from Bora Bora, wherever we might be going. Um, we look at the marine biology and marine mammalogy. Um, it's a conversation in itself because 
There is an interest in it and a curiosity, not always a huge passion until they experience the best of what marine biology, marine mammalogy has to offer in the moments that they're there on a trip. They don't realize how much they love it until they experience it. And until then, they can be quite indifferent. We are not dealing with a community of sailors born to sail. If anything, three quarters of the time, those yachts are parked up, anchored up off a beautiful coastline with a beautiful view next to another 500 yachts, you know? So it tells you a lot about what we're dealing with, the kind of clients. We do deal with the adventurous clients like many of our uh, worthy competitors do, but we also deal with the clients who want something to happen right there in front of their eyes. And obviously we work with technology and stagecraft to deliver those special experiences. Okay, so give us an example of something that you and your team have done in the recent past, um, just to really give us a better idea of what the conversation was like with the client and what the ultimate experience was. I'll give you, uh, even better still, we can give you, uh, without giving away who we're talking with and the participants and uh, contributors, but for example, if we look right now, uh, currently, we're planning um, a carbon fiber designed pop-up restaurant sitting on a sand shelf in the middle of the Maldives, working in conjunction with one of the world's most famous Michelin star restaurants, award-winning restaurants, uh, with a special menu um, that will be delivered in this pop-up a restaurant. This restaurant, it looks the most unusual shape. In fact, you can see some examples of it on our social media, uh, built with some famous architects uh, inspiring the build uh, and reflecting sails in the middle of nowhere. But of course, being on a sand shelf, it's on the limited period of being surrounded by water and the isolation of it. Delivering the food is about the theatre of it in that particular case. Very separately, we could be having, uh, we're talking about fashion shows on these specially built um, interactive smart jetties that we're having built uh, from very well-known companies who specialise in that area. And we've designed, uh, with the help of our designers, in, in terms of doing these, So it's no ordinary fashion show because the lighting is coming from swarm drones. Uh, The fashion, of course, is coming from some of the world's most beautiful, you know, uh, luxury brands that we all know and love who are participating. Uh, But the point is, it's in the middle of nowhere with the music pumping out around it. So it's basically like bringing Milan and putting it in the middle of the Indian Ocean, for example, or in the middle of the Med. Um, And it's even more glamorous and more unusual, more spectacular. We make it very immersive with smart mirrors on board so all the uh, the men and the women get to dress in the actual outfits uh, in a smart way and see what they look like in a mirror. Hell, they can even post it to Instagram if they want to because there's a direct link to Instagram Live um, while we link to Starlink and, and other satellite systems to get connectivity. So really, we're, it, you know, it's so many different things. And we're, we're renowned for working on battles at sea, using augmented reality. At the moment, we're, we're on a very long project to build Atlantis that we would reactivate for clients, where we partially build certain areas under the water with uh, special stage constructions and designs, and then uh, fulfill this with submersibles, but also augmented reality to show what it actually looked like in all its grandeur. So it's almost as if you see the water and just under it, bubbling under that is a giant city that was uh, probably incredible, you know, a few thousand years ago in a particular part of the Greek islands. So a lot of it is about 
just making just making the magic happen. And as I said, there's a lot of theatre to it, and and it's about the anticipation and how they feel during the event and how they're immersed during the event. You know, where kids can shoot planes out the sky with haptic guns and augmented reality goggles, while we, uh, you know, we put restaurants in the middle of the Costa Rican rainforest and allow them to fly from the helicopters off the super yachts. One could go on and on, but you get the idea. It depends on what they're uh, what they're really into. You know, while you were describing all of this, I was thinking about our first conversation a few years ago and really augmented reality and and the introduction of artificial intelligence and yachting was such a foreign concept to so many people. And people really had a hard time wrapping their brains around what the possibilities were. Now, it strikes me that what you're doing is, it's almost like augmented reality on steroids, if you will. It's its taking that concept, but bringing it more into that reality realm, still with the augmented aspect whenever it fits. Yeah. You know what's amazing? So many people in yachting turned around and said to us, the yachting industry is not ready for this kind of technology. The joke was when we finally got introduced to yacht designers and yacht builders, we were shocked to find they had entire teams of augmented reality and virtual reality builders. And that's actually how they get sign off through the stages of design and through build with the owners, the people commissioning it, being able to see it in a photo reality way, you know, enough that you believe it's real, even though you know it isn't, as you said, you know, in front of your desk and you see these things happen in front of you. So uh, we were a bit surprised. We were a bit surprised that the uh, industry was so disconnected from the actual uh, building and design part of the very same industry. So in the end, we weren't so as alone as we thought. So uh, we shared company with with very great designers and we compare notes to this day in terms of how we use. And augmented reality is, is going through a massive change at the moment. Mixed reality is it's better known of which augmented reality is part of it. Um, but it helps from everything from the design and being able to see things before the created and also AI, generative AI, which took a massive leap last year, is now being used a lot by creative designers uh, along with architects. So all of a sudden, everything is just so so much more possible. And one thing you'll learn about all these events is that, like anything, like building a house, the better the architecture in the first place, the more the build turns out to be as you planned it. And these days, they're building civil aviation aircraft. Um, and it's literally, they're being tested in simulation uh, computer-aided design. So in other words, the plane is flying when it's first built. There's no middle ground anymore. It's all being done digitally. And we're using a lot of that technology to actually create what we're doing, that people feel it for real. Because everyone always gets us mixed up and says, who wants to look at virtual reality on board a yacht? And I'd say, who said anything about looking at virtual reality goggles and not seeing what's in front of you? It's not what it's about. It really isn't. And obviously, we use things like 3D printing and design, which is a very physical thing right in front of you, like a, you know, a restaurant in a rainforest. So, um, yeah, it's just using technology to enable you to produce the spectacular. Yeah, it absolutely it, it absolutely sounds like that. I'm glad that's what, how you phrased it, because that's the notion I was getting in my head that, you know, this entire time that we were talking. And um, I think it really is a mistake for the the people surrounding the owners to assume that nobody in the industry is tapping into this technology and tapping into the possibilities because it definitely is being done. 
like you said, the yacht designers and the builders have been using it for a while. It's the way that they're presenting the designs to the clients. And it makes sense from their standpoint, too. It's the way that they actually, quote unquote, test the hulls. They don't have to do model tank tests anymore. Sometimes they still choose to, but they do it through computer simulations that are pretty accurate. I mean, they, uh, these yeah. people know what they're talking about. If they weren't confident in the technology, they wouldn't be using it. Yeah. You know, listen, you know, the, my favorite thing is, is like, if you go to one of some of the best yacht shows and they pull out some of the biggest, you know, the mega yachts, the giggy yachts, and uh, they say, come on, show us the piece de resistance of what this yacht can do in terms of entertainment and experiential. And they take the blow up slide. And they, and they pump that out and they throw that down there. And I'm going, have you ever hung around with billionaires and their kids? Do you know how, do you know at the age of three, they'll be going down these? And by the age of five, they're already on, you know, the actual tenders, driving the tenders, picking you up. You think they'll really get excited by a slide that goes down. People need to remind themselves in this industry is just because they don't have the money of a billionaire, um, it doesn't mean that the billionaires think like them. There's a world of difference. You know, you have it all. So it's about plus. It's about more. So when someone gets excited about a super yacht, they are incredible. They are great. But I've been on, when I first went on super yachts, I thought it was one of the most amazing experiences. Now, I'm blasé. Been on many of them. It's just a form of transport for me. And it's luxurious. So's a five, seven star hotel, whatever you want to call it. It's great. So you need to get yourself in the mindset of what these people feel. It's about what they're trying to do to make themselves feel something more because they can become numb because they've experienced everything and they have very hectic lives on another level, you know, to all of us because of their demands and the position they're in through power and through social currency and through wealth. Um, But also their guests, because their big narrative is, I've chosen you to be with me on this journey. I want you to experience something with me and I want us to share that experience. And that's going to bond us better. And I want that to happen because I respect you or I want to do business with you. I want to marry you, whatever the reasons are, you know. You know, to that end, that actually is a perfect segue to a question I wanted to ask you. Plenty of companies, whether in yachting or any other sector of uh, commerce, shall we say, talks about putting the customer at the center of what they do. So. For Barclay Rand, when you put the customer, the client, at the center of what you do, if you were to sum it up in one word, what is it that they want? Um, enlightenment. Explain. In in their world, enlightenment, because they experience adoration respect, competition, love, genuine love, fabricated love, admiration, jealousy, um, every aspect of business. But what they're trying to work out is if I've got everything materialistically, if I've got all of those emotions, or at least that's my world view on it in my little bubble, what is it you can take me to another level um, to find and dig up a whole load more um, emotions in me that the next Bugatti or Ferrari or the next hot young wife, number three, 
is is not going to give me. And um, then it has to be something unusual. And I know that there are companies like us, like Cookson and ourselves, where, you know, you're trying to take them out of their bubble, but you've got to give it to them in a way that's not so severe, but it elevates them, takes them to another place. Because really, at the end of the day, it's not about them going, that was nice, or that I enjoyed that briefly. It's almost when they're speechless that you know you've taken them, you've enlightened them to to a new area, to something new. And there's not a lot that they haven't tried. You know, once they earn their freedom to not have to kill themselves working, you know, 23 hours a day, they want to see what their money, wealth, connectivity and power can get them. And, and that yacht is the vessel that takes them to these gateways. That's why yachting is so special. That's why there's not an equivalent. You know, even the most beautiful private jets are just buses with engines on it that cost 50 million or 100 million, you know? But it's it doesn't take you to another place. It just takes you to the same part of the sky a cheap two-e jet would take you to. But a yacht is something different. And so it's we see it as a gateway, as in, yeah, the yacht is not the destination. It, it isn't. It is not. But it is the most beautiful vessel to take you there. But it's only part of the journey. And as we say, we're here for enlightenment. Well, I think that is the perfect note to end on. So, Andrew, I thank you so much for joining me today. I always walk away learning something new when I speak with you. And I was furiously taking notes while we were talking. So thanks again. And uh, I'm sure plenty of people listening are going to walk away with a lot of really great information, too. It's lovely. Pleasure to speak to you always. For those of you who would like to learn more about what Andrew and his talented team do, you can visit their website, which is barkleyran.com. For my fellow Americans, Barkley is spelled B-E-R-K-E-L-E-Y. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please share the word on social media. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And, of course, to learn more about what's going on in the world of large yacht cruising, new construction, and design, check out our daily updated website, the award-winning MegaYachtNews.com. 